Welcome to the TNT Report Podcast, marketing tips, news, and tools for small business. Here's your host, Jim Person. Hello, I'm Jim Person, and welcome to the TNT Report Podcast, marketing tips, news, and tools for small business. This is episode number nine for the week ending Friday, March 4th. Today is Friday, March 4th, and it's National Snack Day, National Pound Cake Day, National Fish Fry Day, and something not related to food, it's Employee Appreciation Day. Did you show your appreciation for your employees? Or if you're still working a 9-to-5 J-O-B, did your boss show you any love today? Now, if you're listening on Saturday, March 5th, it's National Cheese Doodle Day, Real Film Day, that's R-E-E-L, as well as National Potty Dance Day. And if you're listening on Sunday, March 6th, it's another food celebration day. Sunday is National Oreo Cookie Day, National Frozen Food Day, and National White Chocolate Cheesecake Day. And after all those sweets, you might need to see the dentist. Good thing Sunday is also National Dentist Day. All right, let's move on to our featured content. Americans believe that disinformation is one of the most significant problems in society and will prolong the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the Institute for Public Relations, nearly three-quarters of Americans on both sides of the political aisle believe that disinformation, or deliberately false or misleading information, will prolong the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to their third annual Institute for Public Relations Disinformation in Society report. The survey of 2,200 Americans explored the prevalence and effects of disinformation, source trustworthiness, and the sources responsible for spreading and combating disinformation. Some key findings include disinformation will prolong the COVID-19 pandemic. 72% of respondents agreed that disinformation will prolong COVID-19, and nearly the same percentage, 73%, said that much disinformation exists about the COVID-19 vaccination. Both Republicans and Democrats believe that disinformation is a major problem in society. More than two-thirds of Americans on both sides of the political aisle believe disinformation is a major problem, a significant jump from 63% in 2020 to 69% this year. Disinformation was perceived to be a bigger problem than infectious disease outbreaks, terrorism, and climate change. Disinformation has a negative impact on society and well-being. 71% said that disinformation increases the polarization of political parties, while 63% said it infringes on human rights. More than half of the respondents, 52%, said that encountering disinformation makes them feel anxious or stressed. Family and friends were the most trusted sources, while politicians and Facebook were blamed most often for spreading disinformation. Nearly three-quarters of respondents said family and friends, 79% and 74% respectively, were the most trusted sources of information. Again, politicians at 77% and Facebook at 72% were most responsible for spreading disinformation. Now, while Republicans and Democrats differed on their trust in media sources, local news brought them together. Mainstream media outlets saw starkly different perceptions of trustworthiness based on political affiliation by as much as 40 percentage points. The media sources both Republicans and Democrats agree on are local sources, 
specifically local broadcast news at 64% and local newspapers at 63%. Significant gaps exist between who should be responsible for combating disinformation and their actual performance. 67% said President Biden should be very responsible for combating disinformation, but only 21% said he was doing, quote, very well, unquote, actually doing it. For more on the key findings and a detailed analysis, you can download the full report at instituteforpr.org slash 2022-information-report. All right, on to this week's featured tip. What is a marketing deck? One of the frustrating things about marketing a brand or business is capturing your target audience's attention. Potential partners and customers are busy folks. And it can be a challenge to share your brand story and business model in a short amount of time. This is where a marketing deck enters the picture. Whether your business is new to the scene or been around for decades, a solid marketing deck plays a crucial role in getting your company off the ground. It can mean the difference between booming sales figures and a lagging product launch. Now, what is a marketing deck exactly? What does a great marketing deck look like? Well, a marketing deck, also known as a pitch deck, is a visual marketing representation of your product or service. It aims to educate potential investors, co-founders, partners, and customers about your product or service. Marketing decks can have different purposes, both internal and external. For example, marketers and advertising teams use certain decks for internal presentations. These are often referred to as snapshot decks and can include metrics and data for a specific period. Website traffic and foot traffic to a retail store are good examples of snapshot decks. Meanwhile, the terms marketing deck and sales decks can be used interchangeably because in some cases the purpose of a marketing deck is to close a sale when you're making a sales pitch. Most of all, why should brands care about creating a well-designed deck for marketing? Well, you can get answers to those questions and discover marketing deck examples and templates from the G2 Learning Hub that you can use every time you're about to design a pitch deck for your marketing efforts. Again, you can learn more about the marketing decks from the G2 Learning Hub at learn.g2, that's the number two, dot com slash marketing dash deck. Again, learn.g2.com slash marketing dash deck. Or just check the newsletter for the link at jumperson.com slash TNT. This tip, by the way, is just one of the tips that I provide each week in my weekly TNT report newsletter. I hope you'll subscribe. All right, in news, Amazon will close bookstores, four-star, and pop-up retail outlets to focus on grocery and fashion. Amazon will permanently close 68 physical retail locations including all of its Amazon four-star books and pop-up stores. That's a surprising twist for the tech giant's brick-and-mortar ambitions. The Seattle-based company said Wednesday morning that it plans to focus more on its Amazon Fresh, Whole Foods Market, and Amazon Go Grocery and Convenience Stores, in addition to the underlying Just Walk Out technology that enables a checkout-free experience at Amazon stores and other locations. Another ongoing focus will be Amazon Style. That's a new line of fashion stores, which was just announced last month. That story comes to us from GeekWire. You'll find the link in the show notes. The winners of 2021's holiday shopping season. 
Well, apparel and accessories were the top-gaining category due to pent-up demand, that according to eMarketer. With demand reinvigorated for new wardrobes for returning to the office and social events, apparel and accessories e-commerce sales surged 22.5% to $45.35 billion to make it the number one category in terms of both growth and dollar figure. The category's propensity to rise and fall with the availability of discretionary income was also a factor. Consumer electronics also posted above-average gains. Consumer electronics clocked $44.66 billion, seeding the number one position in e-commerce sales to apparel and accessories. Both category demand remained strong. Apple's blowout Q4 highlighted strength in iPhone, Mac, and AirPod sales while gaming consoles, smart TVs, home audio, and smart home electronics all continue to perform. The 2022 State of Remote Work Report. This year, in Buffer's fifth report, the world of remote work is entirely different. With the COVID-19 pandemic having pushed many individuals and businesses into working primarily from home or shifting their work model entirely, conversations around remote work have changed. In this year's report, just over half, 52%, are employees, while 42% are independent consultants or freelancers. Now, of the employees, 74% work in companies with 500 or fewer people. A majority, 57%, have been working remotely for two years or fewer, 27% for three to ten years, and just 6% have worked remotely for more than ten years. This report offers insight to how people truly feel about remote work, the work structures and locations that people have adopted, the benefits and struggles people see coming from remote work, how COVID-19 continues to affect remote workers, and how remote work impacts career growth, pay, and performance. Now, in other news headlines this week, Americans uh, overwhelmingly want companies to take action against Russia over the Ukraine invasion high food prices to pressure inflation this year. Walmart's third-party fulfillment business grew 500% last year. Etsy sellers to pay 30% higher transaction fees beginning in April. Google business profiles may require additional verification. Facebook is shutting down its college student-only social network. That's campus. And I just found this this one interesting because I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. The only known unused ticket from Michael Jordan's NBA debut sells for a record price. Check out the link and find out what it went for. Again, those links and more on the stories can be found at jumpperson.com slash TNT. All right, I want to talk to you about the postcard program. What's that, you ask? Well, you can create influence and connection by celebrating people in your life by sending unlimited photo postcards, stamps included, anywhere in the world for one low monthly price. Send these physical postcards from your computer or easily from your smartphone. Now, as a business tool, this is more powerful than most online marketing systems that cost hundreds or $1,000 a month or more, and you don't have to be an expert either. And with photo postcards, you'll enjoy a 100% open rate. Think about it. You go to your mailbox and receive a stack of mail. Well, that postcard sticks out because it's already open. Get more details on the postcard program at jumpperson.com slash postcard. Again, that's jumpperson.com slash postcard. All right, this week's featured tools. 
Today's tools both have food names, and I'm not talking fruits and vegetables and proteins. No, I'm talking the unhealthy stuff like candy and ice cream. Any connection, I wonder, to these being on today's list after I started my keto diet this week? Hmm, something to think about. Anyway, first on the list, Video Candy. That's a free online video editor. Every tool you need to edit videos online. It's easy to use and it's 100% free. That's videocandy.com. Meanwhile, Ice Cream PDF Converter. You can convert your PDF files free of charge. Ice Cream PDF Converter is a business and productivity program developed by Ice Cream Apps. It's a comprehensive PDF conversion tool that allows you to convert PDF files to and from various file formats. The supported file formats range from the commonly used image and text formats such as JPEG, PNG, TXT, DOC, and even RTF. You can find that at icecreamapps.com slash PDF converter. You may also want to check out all the ice cream apps at icecreamapps.com. Now, those are just two of the tools I covered in this week's email newsletter. Again, see all the tools at jumpperson.com. Now, if you're a subscriber to the TNT Report, you know that it's more than just tips, news, and tools each week. Since the newsletter is published on Friday afternoons, I also include a Friday freebie. Today's Friday freebie is the Simply Learn YouTube channel, the world's number one online boot camp focused on helping people acquire the skills they need to thrive in the digital economy. I found the Digital Marketing Tutorial for Beginners interesting and helpful. You can find the Simply Learn YouTube channel at youtube.com slash C slash Simply Learn Official. And that simply is S-I-M-P-L-I, Simply Learn Official. Now, if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd consider it an honor and a favor if you would subscribe at jumpperson.com slash TNT dash podcast. If you don't want to do that, well, okay, you can find the podcast on all your favorite apps at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. All the apps have it, so look forward to having you join us. All right, now for some bonus content for you as a podcast listener. This is something not included in my weekly TNT Report newsletter. 10 Ways to Beat the Google Title Rewrites You may have heard in August 2021, Google announced that it would begin rewriting some title tags on the SERP. Some marketers are fine with Google taking the wheel, but some are not happy with it. Plus, it's happening very frequently. So what can you do to prevent Google's rewrite of your precious title? Well, Search Engine Journal suggests the following 10 things that you can do to keep Google from rewriting your titles. First, keep your title length in check. Google's desktop results have a display limit of 650 pixels, so aim for between 51 and 60 characters. Match the title tag to the H1. When the title is different than the H1, Google may choose to use the H1 instead. Don't break the title into sections. It's common and tempting, but it does leave room for Google to choose one part of your title to remove. You should write your titles in more sentence-like language. Use the right title separator. Now, if you must separate your titles, Google's favorite separator appears to be the short or simple N-dash, that's E-N-dash, Use parentheses instead of brackets. Google also seems to prefer parenthetical text to bracketed text. Use keywords that match user search queries. 
The more generic your title is, the more likely it will be rewritten. Check the top keywords that users search and include them in your title. Avoid repeating keywords. Now, keywords are great, but Google can sniff out when you're stuffing them into titles. Use synonyms. Also, avoid irrelevant boilerplate. Boilerplate is that non-unique text that's used across multiple pages, like brand names. Only include it when relevant to a page. Number nine, don't publish half-empty titles. Uh, duh, right? But marketers are still leaving empty titles or just aren't making them descriptive enough. And number 10, keep your titles up to date. Check your titles after every content update. I think that's going to do it for this week's TNT Report podcast. Again, you can find links to all the resources and news stories mentioned in this podcast on my website, jimperson.com slash tnt-podcast. Also, find the links in the show notes. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a great weekend and a profitable week to come. Thanks for listening to this episode of the TNT Report Podcast. Marketing tips, news, and tools for small business with your host, Jim Person. If this podcast has been helpful, please leave a rating or review. Be sure to like or give a thumbs up and subscribe at jimperson.com slash tnt-podcast. And to subscribe to Jim's weekly TNT Report e-newsletter, visit jimperson.com slash tnt. 